0: it was saw with y'all. oh hi, Coming to say you look, you fine. We got to cut it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'm gonna keep it above with y'all. But Shotty, I'm trying to make your mind. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think up one the lotto. This low, my She could
1: be a model. She wanna show me some. Think up wonder. the lotto. All right, open it up here. I'm here with Jordan. Um Today, we are gonna be talking about notes from the Celtics game two. This time, from Jordan's experience at the game and then we're going to be doing some NBA would-you-rathers all right Jordan you went to the Celtics game when they played the Bulls last night uh, they got that win very nice win for the team against the Bulls team that we've had a lot of trouble against um, let's get into your experience at that game some notes just some stuff you took away from being in person
0: yeah great win for the C's love the environment in the garden always um just fun to be there, fun to watch it in person. I haven't been in a while, so it was great. But, um, yeah, Celts played a good game, they were in control, uh, most of the way, pretty much the whole game. Tatum had a great game, had 32, 8, and 7, um, hit a lot of big threes. Uh, I think he had a, a pretty good third quarter, if I remember. Jalen didn't play great, uh, shooting wise, but he was aggressive, he got to the rim a lot. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just a good, good team win. I thought uh, Grant Williams played a great game, obviously. Um, and the Bulls, you know, they're they're they always give us trouble, so it's always good to beat them.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what was it like watching Levine? Because he, um, he basically just, you know, looked out of his mind. He was hitting everything, just like not just hitting threes, like completely swishing them from like two feet beyond the arc. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the last three shots he took, he missed. But before that, he was unstoppable. And then when they tried to close out on him on the three, he just, like, drove it in, made it look easy with layups. Um, What was that like watching him in person?
0: Yeah, so DeMar got hurt, and he was playing really yeah. well. Um, DeMar was six for nine when he got hurt. And then he had to come out, and it was kind of, um, you know, Celts took control for a while. They went up around 15-ish. But then Levine started to heat up. Especially in the fourth, like pretty late, um, like hit a pull up right in in I think it was Horford's face that was just disgusting on a fast break, and then he hit oh, a yeah. step back. He hit a step back that was filthy too, and yeah, he just kind of took over the game for a stretch. But I don't know, I, I so yeah, obviously like the NBA, there's there's a bunch of guys that can go crazy on on you know with consistency, and Levine's one of those guys. So it was good that you know we we battled it and and still got the win. What do
1: you think about his game? Like what you, what was it that really was there anything that stuck out to you? Was it the athleticism? Was it just his touch? Was he did he look massive in person? Was there anything um, that stuck out?
0: He didn't look massive by any means, but he is just he's he's bouncy, but not in like a in a jumping way. Like he's just explosive. Yeah. Like every every dribble is like Yeah. really hard to stay in front of him or or hard to you know, keep him close to you. So like his step back, he creates so much space. And whenever he wanted to go to the rim, it, it seemed like his first step. He was um, he was trying to get switches, which we ended up giving to him, unfortunately. And he was taking advantage of that, um, just getting by our, our guys or like just cooking Al on the perimeter. So, yeah, I mean, the athleticism, but he's also a really underrated shooter. He has a silky smooth jumper. So, yeah, he's, he's pretty complete as a scorer.
1: Yeah, and the form looks really solid. Um, was there anyone who stuck out to you on the Chicago and uh like just seeing them in person? Did anyone stick out like being big or fast? I mean, yeah,
0: Vucevic is massive. Yeah. Um, and it, it kinda it's weird because we don't have a ton of size. Like Al and Rob, I think are both six nine. Um, and Vooch definitely, you know, you can tell he's a full like two or three inches taller than those guys. And it, it kind of showed he, he had 13 boards um, and he, he kind of bodied small, our smaller guys a couple times and just got easy layups. Definitely. Like, like he would get a switch on to grant and grant would play really good defense body him up. uh, But Vooch would just shoot over him. So, and he's been having a, a rough season, but yeah, I, it seems like we are a pretty good matchup for, for Voochovich.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, <clears throat> I was, I, yeah, I've never seen Vooch in per in person, but I've heard, um through other podcasts that he's massive in person did um anyone stick out celtics wise
0: um also one other person on the bulls too oh yeah derrick jones jr is that's yeah yeah (laughs) he's so fun to to watch like warming up and he didn't get a ton of minutes but when he he had that
1: one play i forget if it was a layup or it was just some really athletic play yeah holy shit
0: i know yeah he's just a freak so he was fun to see um on the Celts, Rob Rob is so fun to watch in person. Yes, he is. He, uh, he stood he, out to me. Yeah, the first first Celtics points of the game was a Rob Dunk, and that was yeah, that was awesome. He's just an absolute freak of nature. Um, and you know what? I, I think Derek White has the best floater in the NBA. <laughs>
1: Dude, it, it's pretty nice.
0: Throws that thing so high and, and it goes in like every time so.
1: Grant yeah, yeah. stuck out to me when I saw him in person. That was my first time seeing him. Yeah. I because I never got to see him at Tennessee. I wasn't there yet. Um, so I saw and I hadn't seen him in a bot like in Boston because I hadn't gone to a game in a while. Um, so when I saw him, I was actually surprised about his off-ball movement, like how in motion he is all the time. And then it's also surprising how small he is, like mus mus muscles wise. He like is up there, but height wise he's much shorter um what did patrick what was patrick watching patrick williams in person like because i've actually wanted to see him and we're transitioning now i wanted to talk about patrick williams but um what was it like seeing him in person
0: i mean he's a good player i think he's gonna have a a really good career just solid three and d guy plays his role really well um shot the ball well too but he, he doesn't you know get a ton of looks i i don't know if he'll ever become a guy who can really create a a ton on his own but he's definitely like you can tell he's going to be a good role player for a long time yeah
1: and also he's like a little bit younger than us um just yeah so it's a it's crazy um so yeah so i wanted to talk about him and also caruso because i think i figured out why watching the game last night i think i figured out why um the bulls match up so well against us and it's because of the this like switching they have going on where basically they they have Caruso kind of start off with Tatum and then they'll switch him to Patrick Williams. Or, I mean, I noticed last night in crunch time, obviously they were doubling, but Patrick Williams would be the main assignment um, on Tatum and then would pull the double with Caruso or Levine, but mostly Caruso, um, where Caruso has the speed and the ability to kind of pickpocket you and Patrick Williams has the strength and the frame to keep in front of Tatum um, and affect his jumper. I think. Do you think that's why? They match up so well against against us, not I mean, to mention the voots thing that you mentioned as well.
0: Yeah, it it's definitely a little bit of both. Um, like we scored 107, which is definitely not um what we are normally yeah. We want to score, we're the best offense in the league. But honestly, I don't know if if it's just if it's them really affecting us or if we just had, you know, a, a little bit of an off shooting night. Jalen had a really off shooting night. He went 0 for 8 from three. Um, Derek White didn't make a three. Grant shot well um Tatum shot well, but other than that we didn't really have any standout um shooters. I don't know like well, we're one and
1: three the, against the bills this or the sorry the bulls this year I believe I think we're it's one and three
0: two and two now right
1: oh has it been four games I yeah. I don't know we've played them a lot we've we've had a tough time against them
0: yeah no definitely um yeah. and I don't think we've we haven't covered we didn't cover a single game this year, which is yeah. kind of crazy so. Um, but we're, we're like clearly the more talented team, but yeah, you're right. They definitely match up well with us. So I don't know. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah. I, I, I like, I don't know. I just noticed that Patrick Williams guards Tatum really well because Tatum didn't necessarily score a bunch in the fourth quarter when they were doubling him, which obviously when you're doubling, you're not looking to score. And I thought Tatum's passing out of the doubles was really impressive. Um,
0: Um, I mean, he barely got a shot up in the fourth quarter. I don't even know if he, yeah than, like, one or two shots. I know he he finished the game with that and one, but other than that, he really couldn't get any shots off because they were throwing doubles at him. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, other guys stepped up. Grant really stepped up. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to double Tatum and and that's how you're going to try to beat us, like, I guess, good luck to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tatum's passing out of those doubles was perfect. We were just missing shots. Like, we bricked – I think there was one possession where it was, like, four – we had, like, three offensive rebounds and four shots before – Brogdon finally like laid it in somehow. Um so oh, yeah. yeah, so it was like I don't know. We it was I was really impressed with the way that Tatum was passing out of the double team. He was making the correct pass. Um he was making like like I think they on the on the they on the double team, they guard Tatum as the first option, they double him, and then the first read would be like the most obvious pass, and Tatum was making like second or third read passes, which is like yeah. the harder ones to make. So I also was think
0: uh, a reason they can do that though is because Smart's not on the floor and Smart didn't yeah. play last night. Like when Smart's yeah. on the court and you double Tatum, that leaves another really good um, facilitator and decision maker in terms of playmaking. Sometimes we question his shot selection, but at least in terms of playmaking and and making snap decisions, Marcus has definitely grown into a really smart player. So I think like. When Smart comes back, it's it's really tough to double him because Smart's really good at just exposing that, um, yeah, and and like getting to the bucket and getting guys open shots. So,
1: yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, okay, transitioning now, we're gonna do some NBA Would You Rather's. We've done this a lot on the pod. Um, it's a lot of fun and it's you know something we like to do. So, I picked three players. Um, we'll go every other. So we'll I'll start and ask you about um trey young and then you can ask me about Kyrie, and then i'll ask you about actually sorry can we do it the other way i i want you to start and ask me about trey and i'll do and then you do Kyrie, and then i'll do uh scotty barnes because i i think i um have more strong opinions about those two for sure all right
0: let's do it Okay. okay let's start it off would you rather trey young or darius garland
1: uh darius garland i think he's more of a winning player at this moment even though they Trey young is actually the more winning player because he went to that Eastern conference finals against the Sixers way back when um, I think Darius Garland and the, and the Cavaliers are going to have more success than Trey and the, and the Hawks right now.
0: I think that uh ECF run is kind of an overblown yeah. Trey young.
1: I mean, you had Ben Simmons basically just quitting yeah. on his team. It was an anomaly run anomaly, yeah. uh, run, but whatever.
0: Yeah, that's close. But I think Darius is, is proving he's a better player. Uh, Trey or Kyrie.
1: Um, Hmm think like who uh oh man this is hard i guess uh, i don't know I, at its peak at, at their peaks i think like Kyrie's better than trey young but i i Kyrie has more drama i guess um yeah
0: i mean trey trey doesn't have you know no drama either but
1: i mean like not national drama like Kyrie was <laughs> being condemned true. by people that don't watch basketball so there's that yeah. um if you're saying right now in this point in the season, I would take Kyrie because right now he's got no drama. He's playing out of his mind. He's shooting the ball well. Trey Young's not shooting the ball well, and he's the one with drama. So I'll take Kyrie for at this today right now.
0: Yeah, I'll take Kyrie. I think when you um like what you see that it's kind of worth the drama when Kyrie starts to play well. Yeah. Um, Lamelo or Trey Young.
1: This one's hard because I'm actually not like I like Lamelo. I I think he could be really good. Um, but he like his lack of defense. Um, he's just not really locked in. He also makes some really dumb decisions, like shot wise. But you have to argue that he's on Charlotte, and none of this really matters. And he's on a shit team, so he might not be giving a fuck. So, I'll take Lamelo because I think his upside is higher than Trey's. Um, yeah. take um,
0: I'll take Trey there. I just yeah. don't think Lamello's- actually,
1: yeah, I think I sh- I'll take Trey there too. That's kind of disrespectful. He's playing better than Lamelo right now.
0: Wow, I just it, well,
1: because it's today. It is like if we're taking him today.
0: Yeah. Uh Trey or James Harden.
1: I'll take Trey Young for sure.
0: I think I'll take Trey too, even though Harden's definitely playing better. Yeah. Trey or Halliburton.
1: Uh Halliburton. I you know how much I fucking love Halliburton. You know how much I love Halliburton. Yeah. Um that yeah, guy's a winner.
0: Actually, he's playing better right now. I think I think I'll oh man, that's tough though, because Trey's Trey's still really good, but I'll take yeah. Halliburton.
1: It feels disrespectful to Trey, but what Halliburton does, like, assists, points. I mean, Trey Young has good assists, too, but he just Tyrese Halliburton just looks like he's fun to play with. Yeah. Yeah. And Trey Young's not efficient.
0: I don't know Halliburton's, um, like, field goal percentage and stuff, but I doubt it's lower than...
1: No, he's one of the most efficient players in the NBA. Uh, I looked it up for a Pacers segment I did. Um, Also, you skipped Drew Holiday. I will take... um, This one's really hard. Trey or Drew? Yeah, just because like Drew Holiday in the playoffs is like the per is like I would want him on my team for the on if I was any team, I'd want him Um, right now, though, I'll take I'll take no, that 2 I'm going to take Drew Holiday because the two way ability like Drew Holiday can guard almost one through five. I mean, five would be pushing it, but I would say at least one through three, one through four, Uh, not to mention the assist and the shooting. So I'll take Drew Holiday.
0: I'm going to take Trey just because he's more talented. He's a star. Yeah, he's more talented. I don't think Drew could be a, like, he he couldn't have his own team and do what Trey does. No, so no. I'll, yeah. Um, okay, Trey Young or Jamal Murray?
1: This one's really hard. I'm going to take Trey Young. Dude, why is that hard? That's
0: to, yeah, that was supposed to be a gimme. I'm taking Trey. Yeah. Uh, Trey or De'Aaron Fox having a great year? Trey
1: Trey Young. Uh, Let's, I think it's like, Unfair to Trey Young. Like, we got to find the point where he's at. I don't know what he where he is. So he's Jamal definitely higher Murray. than De'Aaron Fox.
0: Jamal Murray was a tough one, but D Fox was just a easy easy pick.
1: No, I don't know why Jamal's been playing well, but not that well. I mean, I, mean, I feel yeah, like every every time I'm I throw sure. him on the TV, he has like twenty plus points and like yeah. a bunch of assists. So, um, yeah. Um, All right, well, I'm gonna
0: take Trey too, but I think De'Aaron is getting slept on still.
1: Yeah, but I think Trey Young's a better player. Yeah yeah okay um next next one for you Kyrie so okay starting off Kyrie or Donovan Mitchell
0: I'm going Donovan he's me too he's he proven scored right? 70 points yeah. or 71 points so yeah yeah I, um, I don't, that's not a huge debate right now yep Kyrie or Dame Lillard this one's really tough I'm gonna take this Dame simply because of the no drama and the loyalty and how amazing of a leader he is completely
1: agree plus he's Playing like Prime Dame right now, he's playing fucking awesome. Not to mention, Kyrie is playing awesome, but uh, I would take Dame. Um, okay, Kyrie or Shea Alexander?
0: You might not like this, but <laughs> I'm gonna go Kyrie.
1: Um, okay, I'm taking Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, what he's doing? Well, why do you pick Kyrie first? I
0: think Kyrie could put up a crazy stat line on the Thunder. That's that's all.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Well, I think Shea Gilgis Alexander will would put up a crazy stat line against Brooklyn, though, and he does put up a crazy stat line. Like he, I think he's had, a, he's had like a triple double every time he's played Boston. Basically, he's
0: yeah. I just think when you're the only really good player on a team, like you're gonna have crazy stats. I just think his stats are slightly overblown, and Kyrie's just more proven and insanely efficient. Ky- Kyrie's efficiency is yeah. actually like mind boggling. So. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I would. I think I would take Shea just the way that he solves these problems that are be throwing it because, like, I know you can argue, well, um, yeah, he's like the only option on okay, okay, see, but that means he's getting the best defensive assignment every single night put onto him, you know, and he's able to solve these assignments. Um, yeah. whereas Kyrie, you know, he can give it off to Kevin Durant, he's not the number one assignment every single night, and the fact that Shea is basically the only defensive assignment every single night in and out. And he's able to solve these problems and still put up these ridiculous stats to me is more impressive, but I understand. I, maybe that's, maybe I'm too low on Kyrie for that one. Um, Kyrie or James Harden.
0: Uh, I'll go. That one's Kyrie easy. Again. Yeah, that yeah. one's
1: pretty easy. I'm going Kyrie again. Uh, Kyrie or Halliburton. That's
0: kind of tough. I think, uh, I'll go. Mm, I'm gonna go. Kyrie. Yeah, I think you have to.
1: I like. I. F- it feels disrespectful to put Halliburton above yeah. Kyrie at this point. So I would take Kyrie. Um, Kyrie or Jaw?
0: Jaw. Ja's just a freak. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Jaw's a freak. I, I don't fucking love Ja. Close. Yeah, it is close though. Um. All right. Next. Next okay. one Here is Scotty Barnes.
0: Scotty Barnes, the rookie Scotty of the year last year. Um. So awful Scotty year Barnes, this year, yeah, really not playing well. That's why it's kind of a weird discussion. Scotty Barnes or Demontis Sabonis?
1: Sabonis right now shooting the ball well. I watched that Kings game last night, um, and I don't know. Sabonis' passing is extremely underrated. He's got that rebounding down, and he's shooting the ball well. Um, and I think he makes Darren Fox a lot better. He really unlocked Darren Fox. So yeah. I'm taking Sabonis.
0: Yeah, I like Sabonis a lot. He's the poor man's Jokic. Scotty Barnes or Laurie Markinen.
1: Okay. This one's weird because I don't know if this is a blimp like I don't know if Yeah. It's a weird bad year for Scotty or a weird good year for Larry Markinen or both, you know? Or if it's like this is who Larry Markinen is. Um I think you see a seven footer with who's an amazing shooter, passable defender, good rebounder. Um and then you see like 69 Scotty Barnes you can't shoot. I guess I would take Larry marketing right now, but I don't feel good about it. I don't you, feel good. I think
0: it. you should feel good about it. I, okay. I don't think it's a blip for Larry. He's he's averaging almost 25 and shooting over 50%, well over 50% from the field. Um and Scotty's just really struggling to shoot the ball. Uh right. Scotty Barnes or Bam Adebayo. bio.
1: Bam Adebayo I think. Like I'm not a I Bam's defensive ability is ridiculous. The way that he just shuts guys down. Um, yeah, it's, it's he's so dynamic defensively, um, and and then offensively he gets it done pretty well. It's just been injuries so far, so I would take Bam over him. I think
0: that one's pretty easy. Um, yeah, Scotty Barnes or his teammate Pascal Siakam.
1: Yeah, I think Pascal Siakam could be a number two borderline mm-hmm. number 1 best player on a final team. I don't feel good about that, but I do feel good about number 2, number 3 on a finals like a championship team. Um yeah. just the way I've seen him take over games. Um there was a Philadelphia game in particular this year where he f- single-handedly just forced it to OT. Um I I like Siakam better um than yeah. Scottie Barnes.
0: Got to go Siakam as well. Uh Scotty Barnes or Jaron Jackson.
1: See like this one's weird because then it's just like, are we not picking Scotty Barnes ever? But it's like, I like Jaron ja- D- Jackson. I, I believe he's still leading the league in blocks and he hasn't even played most of the season because he was injured. He came in late. Yeah. Um, his fouling is really bad. That's one thing that Scotty Barnes is better at is not fouling. Um, but Jaron Jackson, you know, I, I wish he would rebound more. He still has some like pretty relatively low rebounding numbers for his size, but he's a good scorer. Um, if you can stay on the floor because of getting out of foul trouble, um, I think he will obviously be, be better than Scotty Barnes right now or in the future. But for now, I'll take. Uh, I guess I'll take Jaren Jackson. Yeah,
0: this one's really. This cool. one's
1: hard. This one's really hard.
0: Yeah, like last year, I probably would say Scotty. Um.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I would have said Scotty last year.
0: Yeah, I I'll take Jaren as well. But I think in the future, like if if I was a GM and I had to pick. Like one of those guys to sign to a, a long contract, I would probably go with Scotty because I, yeah, I think he has higher potential. Yeah, uh, Scotty or OG and Anobi.
1: So this one's really hard because I know any everyone would want OG on their team. Like I know the trade the the trade rumors I've been hearing is that anyone wants him because he fits perfectly on literally every single yeah. NBA team, everywhere, yep, everywhere, and he's just like solid everywhere. I'll take OG. Um, I think long term. Scotty gets out of this rut he'll be a better player but um yeah for now like i mean this is a guy who fits everywhere so og i'm
0: going to take scotty he's just more like dynamic talented. yeah and he can he's not shooting well but he can shoot like I don't know. He can score in, in pretty yeah. much any way. I think he's just in a bad slump right now, so yeah. I'm going to go with um, I, this I one... feel bad.
1: I feel like it's an overreaction to what Scotty Barnes is doing right now, but maybe last year, because like he wasn't projected to be as good as he was last year, so it's hard. It's like, because we only have two years of data, it's like, is this the sophomore slump or is this like, you know, but th- there's also M- NBA GMs that have said some well, stuff about the Scotty barn issue.
0: I mean, it's it's two ways to answer the Would you rather too. It's if you're going off potential, then Scotty's going to win a lot of these. Yeah, that we haven't given to him. But if you're going off of just who's playing better right now, then it's yeah, it's,
1: yeah, that's what I've been going off of. Who's playing better right now? Yeah,
0: so this one shouldn't be close. Scotty Barnes or Ju- Julius Randle? Scotty fucking Barnes, dude. i You whoa, know. what? I thought, I meant the other way. You're taking really, Scottie. dude. I think is having I know, a year. I know he's
1: having a great year. And I applaud him for turning some shit around. But, dude, if you just watch him, the way that he just fucking wastes some possessions, and then his defensive just lapses, the way he just kind of falls asleep and then fouls to make up for it. I know he's having these, like, buffered-up numbers, and a lot of that is because Brunson has kind of come in and taken over the facilitation role. That being said, I think if you have Scotty Barnes on that Knicks team, like, they're... Not gonna be much better, but they're still just gonna be better. I, I know Julius Randle really? has these I know Julius Randle has these great numbers, but I know the Knicks want him off. Knicks fans that watch a lot of Knicks basketball will tell you like he fucking there's a lot of possessions where it's just like, Yeah, it went in, but it's like, what the fuck is that? And then a lot of it just didn't go in.
0: Either. Knicks fans definitely want him off, but I don't I don't know if trading him for Scotty would make the team win more. I, I think like you were saying if you're going up who's better right now like Julius is definitely playing better. Uh yeah. so I'll take Julius. This one kind of weird, Scotty Barnes or Paolo Banchero.
1: Yeah, this one is weird cuz I th- I think technically Paolo's playing better right now stats-wise. Let me let me pull that up real quick. But um I was watching I was watching the Magic and the Kings last night and just watching Paolo First off, his passing is so underrated. That was one thing I didn't really realize about him was just like how solid he was Good passing feel. the ball. Yeah, he's got a great feel. He's like facilitating. He's passing it um to Jaron Jack or what am I talking about? Jaron Jackson to um, Franz Wagner. Um, I I don't know. I like I I really love Palo. Like I I I was kind of not I wasn't as high as you guys were going into the draft on him. I had Jabari Smith obviously, and then. I totally have changed my mind. I think Palo obviously the best number 1 pick. Um yeah, dude, I just think he's a little bit more dynamic right now. I I'm, I'm going to have to go with um Palo.
0: Yeah, I'm going Palo too. He's so much more polished. He can he can create a shot at any time and and has a mid-range game. Um hits threes, really athletic. Uh yeah, Palo. Uh, but Scotty is like by far a better defender, so I mean, I guess yeah, that's the only There's one. that. Um, Just,
1: like, for comparison, um, this season, is averaging 21.3 points, almost three turnovers, um, a steal, four, about four assists, and 6.8 rebounds. Scotty Barnes is averaging 14.9 points, um, 2.2 turnovers, almost a block, like, 0.8 blocks, one steal, 4.6 assists, and then 6.9 rebounds. So, I mean... Paolo and him are about the same rebounding wise, about the same ter- like relatively close to the same turnovers wise, um relatively similar, similar steals wise and then um assist like they they have relatively similar numbers except for the scoring
0: part. Well, Paolo also takes a, a considerable amount of more shots. Yeah. It takes four more shots a game but
1: yeah, so I mean like there there's that. Um so I mean it is close on this one but I think like yeah. Yeah, I just know the way that Powell has been shooting and playing is a lot more just impressive to me. So, yeah, maybe we'll get some fucking heat for this one. I I feel bad. I
0: don't I, think so. I I don't know. It's tough to pick Scotty. Like honestly, these players might have been too good for a, a Scotty Barnes, would you rather? Like these yeah. are really really good players and Scotty's not playing to most of these guys' level.
1: Yeah, looking at his numbers more, I kind of see why that Julius Randle pick was rough, but I I just I really don't like Julius Randle's game. Yeah, I no. Don't. Julius is a hard watch. He is such a hard watch. Um, but yeah, let's let's just like to be fair, I mean, I saw like a a thing and it was like from an anonymous GM who was like Scotty Barnes had a bunch to work on this year and he just clearly did not work on it um like last off season and they're like if he wants to be a star, he's going to need to fix some things. So yeah. I don't he know did, what's
0: uh, going. did you see the Bucks game where they were down a ton and and uh they came back? Gary Trent hit yeah. the uh, got the three.
1: Punched center in center. the balls by Grayson Allen. I saw that or kicked it <laughs> Yeah,
0: Scotty the... um Scotty played great down the stretch of that game. He went yeah. right at Brooke Lopez and got a bunch of easy buckets, but he he was not scoring um in any other way other than just shooting over uh well, and making, you know, tough shots at the rim.
1: And also it just seems like the vibes in fucking Toronto just don't seem great. Like, it seems yeah, like it's yeah, it's not great.
0: blow it up situation. I don't know. And yeah, just- l-
1: let's let's get into that. What do you think? I I think Toronto should. I think the problem with Toronto was they never rebuilt after Kawhi left. They didn't do, go to the full rebuild. They tried to transition to this weird post post Kawhi. Like it yeah. was like Van Fleet, Siakam, Lowry, and I think they thought they had enough. Um, but clearly they lost like their biggest star in Kawhi. Um, I think that they should have had a yard sale earlier. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, it's really weird because they were like good last year. And we no one was talking about this last year because they were good enough to where it's like, okay, they might actually cause some some trouble for people. Um, Fred Van Vliet has really struggled. Yeah, he sucked compared to this year. And so it, it's one of those weird things. Like you wouldn't have expected Fred to be a guy that would just fall off like that. Um yeah. but yeah, I think honestly, you can trade Siakam and Van Vliet um and whoever else and honestly I think you build around Scotty and OG um I'm not sure how old Gary Trent is but maybe you keep Gary Trent and just try to get as much as you can though for Siakam and Van Vliet and and stick with Scotty and OG because those guys we just kind of crushed Scotty for a little bit but he's he's a guy you can build around I think
1: yeah and I mean if you're moving on from Siakam like I think the problem is the Siakam trade is going to be a Godfather trade because Gobert fucked up the whole trade market. That Gobert trade, just mm-hmm. like what you got for Gobert, like we we Siakam's a better player than Gobert, correct?
0: I I mean it's clear that he is now, but were people thinking that last year? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I think that was a pretty like standard. No yeah. one liked Gobert even last year. That's um, true. Like that was. Like when that trade come came through, everyone I don't I didn't hear one person that was like that was a good
0: trade. Um But the other thing, like people keep saying that that Go Bear trade has screwed up the market, but really what it's done is made no one want to trade for big time players. Like it's it's hard for Toronto to trade Siakam now because no one's gonna want to give up. That well, that's money. an
1: aspect of like screwing up the market. Yeah, like, yeah. So like that's that's part of it. It's either when you do make the trade, it's gonna be this ridiculous amount of selling your future with your picks and your players. um, Or it's going to be no one bites on anything because they don't want to do that. So eventually it'll level out. But for now,
0: I think Toronto would have to settle for a a deal lesser than the Gobert deal. Like, I don't think they would get a package that
1: good. Yeah, But these guys are businessmen. I just don't think they settle. Like, I don't think,
0: but isn't that dumb? Like then you just, keep holding on to Siakam and you keep being a, a nine or 10 seed.
1: Yeah. But you see teams do this all the time. Like they, I, I just don't think that they're willing to settle. I think, I think you're downplaying the ego of a billionaire a little bit. Like these no, guys, these...
0: I'm not saying that they will, but I'm that they will settle. But I think that it wouldn't be a bad idea. Like, yeah.
1: If, I th- I th- th- yeah
0: Absurd. That's not realistic. I don't think.
1: Well, I know, but I think you're trading Siakam, who is your Jersey. Like that's your, you're all most of your jersey sales are Siakam jerseys. He's kind of the face of your franchise. If you're selling him, you have to think of the revenue loss that is that is associated with like the sale of like the trade of Siakam, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's why if you're like going to sell low on him, I don't think that's something that's going to happen. Like I I just yeah, not that you're saying that that's what's going to happen, but I think that's what they're thinking about, you know, in yeah. the back of their head.
0: But I mean, do you agree like they they got to kind of blow it up <laughs>
1: like oh it's... i i totally agree they have to blow it up um and i i think like well i actually would like to build around siakam but i think at this point that's probably not going to happen i think he he gets traded um just the the problem is i don't know who, who's going to like be able to put together an offer for him you know
0: yeah that's that's the thing but i mean he's i think 20... og
1: ananobi gets traded pretty easily like that's going to be really
0: but bigger. i don't think i don't think he would want to trade og because he's still so young and him and scotty could be a really good like duo and in, in core for a long time
1: yeah so i it's just that's what then but then it's like well how are you gonna be planning on blowing it up if you're not gonna be able to get that godfather pick for you know what i'm saying
0: i mean you just get as much as you possibly can for siakam and van vliet yeah. and then well uh, I,
1: I don't think you're getting anything for van yeah. vliet to be honest with you
0: I guess, yeah. He's like, he's
1: like, kind of scary old at this point. Like he's getting up there, and he's fu- like, those short guards, they they're kind of like quarterbacks where they that aging just kind of happens. Like it just, it, it just hits you. Like it, we've seen it with CP3. We were like, oh, his age, his game is gonna Lowry. age well. Yeah, Lowry. Like we were like, his game's gonna age well, and then suddenly both of those guys are just having, like they're yeah. just, it just hits you like that. Sort of like you know, just. With quarterbacks, like I said, they just kind of one season they're looking good and then it just fucking hits you out of nowhere. Um, because you're bought, you're like they have to go up against seven footers every day, they're just getting crushed. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Toronto's in a really tough situation. Um, I really don't know what's going to happen, but I did see did you see that clip of OG telling um, Tyrese Halberton to trade for him? I don't know if you saw oh, that. really? after a game, he, he had it like kind of like this, but the cameras caught him saying, like, trade for me. So, dude. How fun would that team be? I would cry. I think I would have to transition to be a Pacers fan. Like, I'm already so close. Like, I fucking love the Pacers. I would be so close.
0: It might like, it might be a dynasty in five dude, years. I don't even, like... I,
1: I just don't know. They couldn't put together the package for it, I think. It would have to be, like, picks, but I don't know if they have those. But, yeah, so not- it's an impossible situation. That's why we're not fucking GMs, because... They'll figure their way out of it. But yeah, um, good episode. We will be back next week with another Lovecast episode. So thank you all for listening and we will see you next week.